Hello and welcome to Unoriginals, a journey through the Disney Channel original movies. My name is Zach. And I'm David. And today, David and I watched the Disney Channel original movie, The Ultimate Christmas Present from 2000. It's Christmas in April. Yeah, Christmas in April, you Christmas know. Christmas in April. Like you do. Yeah. It's a great time. Yeah, this will be coming out the day after, two days after Easter, I think. So it's fitting. It's in the season, right? Yeah, right? Close enough. Close yeah. enough. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, David, why don't you go ahead and tell us what the ultimate Christmas present is about? Uh, well, I can tell you what the ultimate Christmas present is. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the friends we made along the way. Truly. It was truly the friends we made along the way. Um, But that's not the ultimate Christmas present. That's not what it's about. I'll I'll tell you what it's about, and um, I'll give you five sentences for you. Mm-hmm. Um, a jerk girl mm-hmm. finds a... And, and her not-jerk... Um, friend. Less of jerk friend. Yeah. Find a cabin in the woods and steal something out of the trash. Mm-hmm. Sentence two. The person they stole from turns out to be Santa and the device is a weather machine. Mm-hmm. Sentence three. They cause a freak snowstorm over, like, all of California, which then causes a bunch of bad things to happen because, uh, their dad can't get home from the airport. Mm-hmm. Four. There's also a news person who wants the weather machine, even though he doesn't know that there's a weather machine. Mm-hmm. Five, Santa uh, meets up with them. He gets the thing, and then everything is fine. And everyone discovers the true meaning of Christmas. Yep, pretty much. And the true meaning of Christmas was um, family, I guess. Family, of course, because I guess. it always is. Yeah, 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 it really is. It's not about presents. It's not about anything else. It's about family. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um that's the synopsis. I don't think that there I, I don't I really don't think I missed anything. No, not really. No. I, I think that pretty I much got sums everything. it all up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it it's it's another one of those it, this one is more interesting, I think, than a lot of the other ones we've had recently. Mm-hmm. From the perspective of it's more than a like totally single note story. Yeah, this one's also based some... on a book, by the way. Oh, it is? Yeah, because at the beginning it said based on a book by... Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. So this for one's some also reason, based on a book. For some reason, just so you guys know, Disney Plus has a weird framing issue with this movie, mm-hmm. and it cuts off the bottom quarter of the screen. Yep. So we couldn't see a lot of that, and I don't know why that's happening, but hopefully it doesn't happen with our next movie. That's right. Hopefully not. I mean, it's fine. You can fix it by going full screen, but... It didn't work for me even when I went full screen. Really? For me, it fixed yeah. on full screen. But my might be that your monitor is smaller than the aspect ratio it was in. Maybe? I don't know. I'll, I'll put in a support ticket with Disney+. Plus. All right. They'll be hearing from my, from my lawyer. Not really. Yeah, you're, you're Disney Plus lawyer. Mm-hmm. Specifically. Yes. Because we keep many lawyers on staff for many of different course. occasions. I... Do you want to talk about the characters in this, Freeman? Yeah, sure. Um... I mean, you can sum it up in one word if you want. They're all just. Well, here's the thing. I can't sum it up in one in like one word or one sentence because there's some that I I there's there's one that I actually somewhat kind of enjoyed. The child actors in this movie. They suck. Yeah, I mean, and one of them is Brenda Song, Mm -hmm. who is an actual who is a Disney person. Yeah, she's London Tipton from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah, she's also in, I think, other um, Disney Channel original movie properties. She's a fine actress. She's, I don't think anything spectacular in anything I've seen her in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also haven't watched, presumably, her full body of work. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's really good in something, but she's, you know, she's fine. She's abysmal in this. And, and granted, she's a, it's a very young Brenda Song. She is 12 in this movie. Mm-hmm. This is like... Eight years or something before Sweet Life comes out. This is eleven years before Sweet Life, I think. This is or no. eleven. No, 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 no eight. You're right. You're right. It's like eight years before Sweet Life. Yeah. So in Sweet Life, she's like twenty. Five she's actually. Been... It's five years because this came out in two thousand. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody started in two thousand five. Okay, 2005. so she's she's seventeen then. Mm-hmm. She's she knows what she's doing by that point. She doesn't know in this movie. Mm-mm. And of the child actors, she's the best. But that's a low bar to clear. 
in this film. Yeah. The um how would you describe the little brother in a word? Annoying. Yeah, obnoxious. He's he he's he does his job great. He is the annoying little brother. He does a great job of being the annoying little brother. I just don't like that character because no. I'm so sick of that being generic character. Yep. And how about the main character? She's a brat. She sucks. Yeah, she sucks. She doesn't actually learn her lesson yet. No. Either. It's another one like um, the other me where the person who's meant to learn the lesson just kind of never does. Mm-hmm. But they pretend that they do at the end. Um, <laughs> she doesn't even seem to really care even after Brenda Song's character is like, hey, by the way, my dad died when I was three. So Christmas is always sad for us because he loved Christmas. And th- her response is like, I'll tell you about my mom. Yeah, pretty much. Parents are weird. You're right. Parents are weird. It's like, that's not what she was talking about there, but okay. What about the elves, Freeman? Well, so one of the elves is played by um, Bill Fagerback. Fagerback? I, I didn't okay. look up how to pronounce his name from the last time yeah. that, we, that we knew him. <clears throat> um, he was our mummy in Under Wraps. Yeah, he he's plays Patrick Plankton. Star. Or Patrick he's Star, great. Yeah. He's not great he, in this. He, no, he does the best that he can, but it's still not good. Um, no, they're just bad. they're they're generic, stupid characters, and they're yep. not written well. No, um, it's not. And they're capitalist elves. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense. No, makes no sense. None at all. Um, and then Mrs. Claus is barely in the film, but she's good. She's great. And it's, I... it's um like exasperated businesswoman, Mrs. Claus. Yeah, and that was fun. That was a nice little mm-hmm. trope. She's only There's there like for one like scene. less than a minute, but yeah. she was really fun. No, she's there um, for like two minutes, but it's one scene. It's, she's only still, there for one scene. I love uh, let me see. the guy who plays Santa Claus. Santa I Claus is so good. Do you know, is he very, Irish or Scottish? Um, I do not know. Let me see. Because he was like trying to not have an accent. Right. So it's a little hard to tell because it was sometimes he had it and sometimes he didn't. I don't know which he was. Let me see if I can find him on Wikipedia because I'm. Oh, and the uh, um the weather IMDb. person is knockoff Rick Moranis. Yes, there's like there's they no other Rick way Moranis, to. But they couldn't get him. Yeah, there's no other way to put that. Um. Also, the the actor who plays Santa, John B. Lowe, um, he, they wanted to get um, they wanted to get Sean Connery. But they couldn't get Sean Connery. Oh, absolutely! They wanted to get Sean Connery. But the thing is, this guy's great. So, so they wanted to get Sean Connery, but they couldn't get Sean Connery. So they went with John B. Lowe. But the thing is, that's not a problem because mm-hmm. he's great. No, he's great. Um, he's fabulous in this film. I can't find where he's from though, so I think I don't know. Huh? I'm not sure. Uh, he he seems familiar, but he does. Oh no, he's born in Canada. There we go. He's Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. Oh, then he's doing an interesting accent, then. Then he's doing the accent. Yeah, he's doing a good job. Yeah, I mean, as I said, sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, a character who's, like, queer-coded. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's meant to be... I, I don't know what he's meant to be. I think other that's... I don't even know. I think is that, it's bad. It's really bad. It's it's awful. I don't even think he's listed on the Wikipedia. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. It, that character's bad. Is he on IMDb? I don't know what else Let's to say about that. Let's see if he's on the IMDb a, page because that one. That, that character is a is a stereotype. Is it, it's just bad. This guy. Yeah. Uh, his name is Ruben. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Yeah, he's played by, I think, let me see. Yeah, he's played by Zoff Peru. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Okay. Um. Yeah, it, it was a really weird, like, couldn't decide what accent they wanted him to use. No. Nope. Slightly queer-coded. Um, not essential. slightly queer-coded? Well, pretty queer-coded, you're right. With the, with the voice that he's doing and the hair. You're right. They're Pretty... they're clearly trying to queer code that character and be like, haha, this is a comedic funny character because they do funny voice and look goofy. Mm-hmm. And it just it doesn't it doesn't play well. It's not fun. It's just annoying. No, no, it's just annoying and bad and c- offensive. Honestly, mm-hmm. 
I do have one. What did they do? What else did they do for you? I only have is one. Is it Santa? No, unfortunately, it's not Santa. Is it? Is it the little brother? It is the little brother. Okay, what else did he do? Uh, his name is Spencer Breslin. Okay, I feel like I recognize the name, but I don't know I'm why. I'm sure you do. Um, Spencer has been known to do Christmas movies, actually. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, was he in Christmas with the Cranks or the Santa Claus 2? Oh, that's rough. So I've never seen either. Mm-hmm. Um, not a big Tim Allen fan. Not a big Christmas with the Cranks fan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess he's in Christmas with the Cranks, though. Well, Christmas with the Cranks is also Tim Allen. Um Oh, well, I'm not a big Tim Allen fan, so it always happens. But he's, I'm going to guess Christmas with the Cranks. He's not in Christmas with the Cranks. He is in the Santa Claus okay. 2 and the Santa Claus 3. Um, he is what? the other elf, the short, fat one that works with Bernard. Um, he's right, also then. in The Cat in the Hat as the little brother in that one. Um, mm-hmm. He was in Xenon, or not Xenon, um, Zoom. <laughs> also with. Could you imagine if he was in Xenon? Man, this guy and t- uh, Tom uh, Hanks, they just cannot get enough of each other. He was in you Zoom mean Tim with Allen? Him. It's that too. It's the same person. <laughs> No, absolutely not it the same totally person. It totally is. Um, one of them absolutely sucks, and the other one's Tom Hanks. Debatable. Wait, yeah, um, Tom Hanks is fine. Tim Allen? Uh, both of them are not great. Oh, okay. Uh, also he was bad. also in Disney's The Kid, okay. where he co-starred with... Um, why can I not remember his name? It was right here. Uh, Bruce Willis was in that. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Another. He was eight years old when he did another that. Another peach of a human being. Mm-hmm. He also has his, his own head, album uh, out. Uh, well, it was recorded in August of 2012. It's called Labor Day. In this movie, he's a child and he hasn't grown into his body yet. No. And as a result, his head looks like a football. Mm-hmm. His haircut's not helping. So in every no haircut makes it more football-like. And in every scene that he's in in the entire film, he's annoying. And I kept thinking about doing a South Park. One of the tracks on his album features Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> what? You heard me. You heard the sentence I just said. What? You heard me. Freeman, what? Yeah, so so Spencer um Breslin, right? Yeah, yeah, no, he I released heard an you. album in 2012. No, no, I, I heard Day. all the words you said. Track number nine, The Patient, featuring uh-huh. Jesse Eisenberg. But what? Uh-huh. I, I Oh, come on, Spotify, don't fail me now. I'm gonna look this up. Lex Luthor himself. Yeah, the Facebook movie. On his the album. Facebook, uh-huh. Mr. Facebook? Mr. Facebook. Oh my God, the the Facebook Labor Day, Sp- Labor Day, Labor Day. Mm-hmm. What are you What are you seeing? Are you is it on uh, um, is it on Spotify? Yeah, yeah. His album is on Spotify. Oh, I found no. it. We're good. I'm not listening. Oh, to I'm not going to listen to it yet. I'll listen to it later. But I just I I love that never. Jesse Eisenberg is on Spotify. Uh, oh yeah, that's great. Oh, I'm gonna. Do you think this is a? There are two tracks that Jesse Eisenberg is on. Wow. Do you think this is a good Christmas movie? No. Do you think this fun? Not not. Let me rephrase. Because <laughs> <laughs> the question is, do you think this is a good movie? Is no. Do you think that this is a function? This this film is functional as a Christmas movie. Yes. Okay. Um, it has all of the quintessential trademarks of any generic christmas movie of family is mm-hmm. the main like family is the true meaning of christmas you got santa in the movie yeah there's a whole snow montage uh children mm-hmm. learning the difference about being naughty and nice and there's a whole sway of sure. faith at the end because the child was on the naughty list but like has learned uh-huh. their lesson this is generic quintessential christmas movie it's just not a good one so what do you think is like the best christmas movie i mean i'm really partial to at, the at being a christmas movie the animated one no the, the Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey one. one. Uh, I really uh, like the Jim Carrey one. I mean, the animated one's not bad. I functionally disagree with that. That's but fine. I think that the animated is one is really good. Well, I mean, yeah. As someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, the animated Grinch is very good. I just like the goofiness but, of the Jim Carrey one. It just makes me happy. But, like, it's that movie, right? And then, like, in a tier below it is, like, most theatrically released Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Like Elf. And then a tier below that is like, yeah, like Elf. I don't like Elf. Christmas Story. I like Christmas Story. I don't like Christmas Story. Really? Home Alone? Home Alone's in there. Home Alone is, yeah, I'll take it. Home Alone's good. 
I don't think it's a Christmas movie in the same way that, like, Elf and The Grinch are Christmas movies, though. No, but it is a Christmas movie, you know? It doesn't... I, I don't mean movies that happen at Christmas, because then Die Hard... I, I, Die Hard's a Christmas movie in it that is a case, Christmas and I want to get into that argument movie. But it is not... It is a movie that happens at Christmas. Oh, uh, The Year Without a Santa Claus it is, not a, is a really good one. Yeah. It's, but it is... The, all the... I think, like, all the claymation ones are okay. I think they're good. They, um, they remind me of it. I, no, I think you're like without a Santa Claus is like the best Muppet one. Christmas like Carol. How movie. could I possibly say but, that the Grinch is the best one when the Muppet that, Christmas like, Carol exists? That like, I wouldn't count Home Alone because it is a movie that happens at Christmas, but it is not like a Christmas is not a theme of the film. I guess. Okay. It's the same way that Die Hard is a movie that happens at Christmas. I agree with that. So, you know, literally speaking, it's a Christmas movie, but it doesn't. Christmas isn't a theme. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it counts in the same way that like the Grinch counts or a Christmas story counts or a year without a set or the year without a Santa Claus counts I guess yeah because it's not it's not I, I, Christmas themed right mm-hmm. uh, that would be me asking you what is the best movie that happens at Christmas you know mm-hmm. not which movie is the best Christmas movie because is Die Hard functional as a Christmas movie right no not really also um, the, the best movie that happens at Christmas that isn't about Christmas is Gremlins that that's true, and that's just that's just fact. Yeah. So, um, but my point is that like, so it's like the Grinches, okay, is what we'll say at the top, right? Mm-hmm. And then below is like theatrically released ones, and then below that is like the Hallmark Christmas movie, which are all the same movie. They just have different titles. Well, which are this busy working woman meets with a hunk who teaches her how to love Christmas. Also, there's they all all of the actual like box art for every single one of them looks the exact same same. it's so funny and my mom refuses to admit that they're the same movie but they're the exact same movie every time they are um but that's more of a christmas film i think all of those the the one that exists Mm -hmm. are more of a christmas film than this is Mm -hmm. i'd agree christmas is like really tangential to this movie it didn't have to be santa's weather machine you can you can functionally right. You can just make it anything. I'm gonna punch up this movie. I don't always do this. Sometimes I do this though. I punch up this movie. Mm-hmm. No Santa, no elves. Okay. Right. What you do is you have the weather person. Mm-hmm. It is his weather machine. Yes, that gives him more of a motivation to okay. want it from the first place. Yeah. Yes, which makes no sense in the first place, right? He wants it. You don't make him evil. You make him fill a similar role in this movie to what he already fills. Mm-hmm. You don't change anything in what he already fills. Mm-hmm. But you change it in such a way that um, there is now, you know, like a government organization or a rival inventor or something of that sort who also want it, mm-hmm. who fills his role mm-hmm. in the original movie. Mm-hmm. You cut Santa out, right? Mm-hmm. You don't make this a Christmas movie. You make it a winter movie. Maybe, like, the only mention of Santa would be, like, you know, generic shot at the end of the movie where, like, sleigh flies overhead. And, well, but I that's mean, it. like, obviously, obviously it's a Christmas movie, so a large, like, bearded man wearing red. Mm-hmm. Is in the background um, somewhere. Hel- helps them at some point. Yeah. He, he does a good thing at some point, right? Mm-hmm. He He's a minor character. He appears in one scene. Yeah, and, like, winks at the camera, you know. Yeah, and he winks at the camera. And you're like, and you're left kind of like, is that Santa? It's probably Santa, but it might not be Santa. It could just be some old guy, yeah. It could just be, a, you know, a, a cheerful old man. It's still John right, B. Right. Lewis, though. It and has like, to still be him. Oh, obviously, obviously. And, like, you know it's Santa, but, like, it, there's a chance it's not Santa. So there's not, like, magic in the film, right? Right. Which makes the rest of the film not make sense. Mm-hmm. And you, then as a result, you kind of have it so that, you know, it's a winter film. As opposed to a Christmas film. Mm-hmm. You can still have like, oh, dad's not going to be back in home in time for Christmas. You can still do that bit. Mm-hmm. That's a fine bit. Oh, yeah, that's that's an important bit because that. But like, you know, it's oh, no, what is this? The consequences of our actions catching up with us. Yeah. The way you fix it, though, is you cut out all the in between, right, of uh, Santa and the elves mm-hmm. messing around. Mm-hmm. Some of that is replaced with the the inventor, okay? The the weather the not Rick Moranis weather guy. Right. Who is now in a good role. He's not a evil character for some reason at the very end. Mm-hmm. You leave a lot of his roles in you leave a lot of his bits in there. Right. And you add a few where he's like, "Oh, I got to get that machine back." Cuz his motivation doesn't change. His motivation feels like he had the machine in the first place that he knew it was a machine already. Mm-hmm. And then you add in like a few scenes of like, there's another weatherman at the studio and he's razzing him in those scenes that already are there. Right. 
And you free up about, I think with that, like half an hour of screen time. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, And what you do is you replace a lot of them just like, you replace the party subplot that doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you do is you replace all that time and you repl- and you replace her um, being a naughty kid, quote unquote, by lying and stuff. You replace all that. Mm-hmm. She's already on winter break. Mm-hmm. And you replace that with, instead of, oh, no, I need to start a snowstorm so that um, I don't have to go to school, so that I don't have to turn in the thing that I don't need, that I didn't do. You just replace all that. You replace that with the messing around with fun things with the weather machine. Right. Because we, they already had a scene of that, but it was, and it was a good scene. But, you know, like you have them go to the beach and they start up a big sandstorm, right? Right. The wind and, and or like. They go to the park and, like, someone's having trouble with a kite, so they start the wind. Or, like, um, there's some flowers that are dying, so they turn on the rain. Like, you have them do weather machine stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, it somehow breaks. Yeah, or or it never worked. You can still have it work in the same way that it worked this time. Mm-hmm. And you can still have the same stupid resolution, which is that the batteries were just out of charge and it needs new batteries. Mm-hmm. You can have that be the same stupid solution. But... The point is that that's a way better movie because the main sin of this movie is that it's doing so many things and none of them well. And that the the secondary thing is that they spend so much time on stuff that does not matter Mm -hmm. that never that appears once and never comes back or is them setting up motivation for the character next scene. Like we need a reason for this character to do this. So he here's a reason. Great, great, great. Put them right next to each other. Right. Which is lazy writing. I don't know, maybe it's like that in the book, and they just adapted the book really faithfully. But I would hope so. I hope not. I hope the book's better than this. Well, here's the thing. I, I would hope that they, at the same time, yes, I, I hope that the book is better than this, but also I don't, because mm-hmm. it would be really sad if all of this was just, like, worse in this book and they spe- they specifically made it worse you think some kid's book is um the favorite um the greatest christmas present and then they sat down and they're like oh i'm so glad my favorite book got made into a movie and they sit down and they watch this and they feel the way that you felt about percy jackson i mean yeah you don't know david uh, i i don't know but that must be a really sad kid i mean yeah their favorite book is the ultimate christmas present is this yeah <laughs> So I, I hope the book's better, so at least they have that. I, I really do hope the book's better, but also at the same time, like, man, it would suck if the book was the exact same as this, and they chose this to make a movie out of. That's what I'm saying. I hope the book's better than this. I don't think it is. I I don't think there's so much more that you could do with this. Uh, no, I don't think there is a lot more that you can do with this. But I, 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 want, to give, I, I want to give some hope, right, mm-hmm. that the written word has some level of integrity mm-hmm. greater than this film that we just watched right it's so dull yeah it so dull it stinks we we have you know like all the bad tropes you can think of we have like the trope of you know like plucky asian sidekick she can't be the main character no absolutely fact, she's not. a way more interesting character mm-hmm. she's just a better person she's too way more interesting it would make so much more sense if they were swapped because she's the good one Mm -hmm. and then the sidekick is the bad one yeah she's a good person Mm -hmm. um she is more interesting she is a better actress Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you want little kids looking up to the one who's a better person that's right yeah they they yeah apparently (laughs) do you i don't you remember this line right um Whenever I follow your shortcuts, I either end up, I think it was, I forget what the first one was, it was like late, or on a missing persons list. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, Where yeah, they yeah. casually mentioned that they've been on a missing persons list? Yeah. And it could be a joke. You know, it seems like it could be a joke. They didn't say it like a joke. No, they kind of said it a little too seriously, and you're like, hmm, maybe that's yeah. a thing huh. that actually happened. All right, sure, uh, why not? And I want that story. I want that story. Mm-hmm. I, it's April, Freeman. It sure is. It's April as of release of this episode. Yeah. Um, We just watched a Christmas film. Yeah. Christmas movies aren't really good in any other month other than December, are they? They aren't really good in December either. People just think they are well, because they're in a Christmas spirit. They get leeway yeah. in December. 
There's just, it, it's, the curtain has been pulled from my eyes, mm-hmm. having never seen this film before, mm-hmm. to just go, that sucked. That was bad. See, here's the thing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was last year, I think it was either last year or the year before, when Disney Plus mm-hmm. released, the, I think that might be last year, um, for Christmas, so, they released yeah. a film called Noel. And that movie sucks. It's not uh-huh. very good, okay. but it has like Anna Kendrick in it and it's they they have like actual actors in it. Sure. And it was not great. That's better than this. Mm. And Well, it had actual actors in it. It's it's a very but it's it's a very much like a how do you do fellow kids kind of Christmas th- movie. I think also that this film, I think part of the problem with it, that its audience's age, I think, skews so much lower than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Because I think most Disney Channel original movies, from this time period at least, mm-hmm. are aiming for that, like, freshman year high school student. Right. Or, like, just finished junior high. Right, right. right. This film seems to be pointing at, like, sixth grade seventh grade students Mm -hmm. so it's it's bad in like it's it's batting towards that audience right Mm -hmm. definitely and then you get like more into the modern day right and you're like oh that makes sense right Mm -hmm. like that's the normal target audience i think high school musical is like a i don't think that's for high schoolers i think that's for middle schoolers yeah, it's pretty much for middle schoolers. I'd say that like Descendants is. I haven't seen Descendants. But Descendants is I, aimed towards like middle, middle school. schoolers. Yeah, it, it it all feels like they're aiming towards middle school, whereas a lot of these ones these these ones like in the back catalog of Disney Channel original movies mm-hmm. have been aiming towards like high schoolers. I think more so than middle schoolers. I think like Genius was aimed at a younger audience. Oh, yeah, for sure. Smart House was aimed at a younger audience. But I think that, like, Horse Sense and um, Horse Sense, um, Ready to Run, Halloween Town, certainly, Mm -hmm. Xenon, are aimed at an older audience than this one is. Oh, yeah. Johnny Kapahala, Mm -hmm. or Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Kapahala is the next one. Johnny Tsunami, though, certainly was. Um, They're aimed at, like, a little bit of an older audience than this yeah and i think that really and that might be the shift we're seeing right is that the better films for the most part are aimed towards a slightly older audience well yeah because they're supposed to be a little bit more mature in tone so that kind of helps us enjoy them more because it's less of a kid's Mm -hmm. film it's less of something that's just that's there right. to entertain a child it's something that actually has well but this doesn't even i middle schoolers aren't even children though that's the thing. That's the offensive thing. I right. Think. Yeah, I agree with that. Is that this is, I think, aimed at middle schoolers, mm-hmm. but it feels like a movie for, like, the little brother. Oh, yeah. It doesn't feel like a movie for the main characters. It feels like a movie for a younger audience than they are. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the... I, I think that's, like, a terrible tragedy, honestly. Because they've proven they can do good things with movies, but... This ain't it. Chief. No, definitely not. I think we've talked about this before, but I want to ask about it. Do you think that Santa and Halloween Town coexist? I feel like we've talked about this. I feel like I know we have. we've talked about this. And I, I don't feel like know. we have. I I'm not sure. I feel like it's well because this this movie posits that they straight up live on the North Pole, right? Which I mean is not possible, but it's magic, so fine. Mm-hmm. And I brought this up during the recording that if. Santa exists for real, okay, in this in these universes, right? Every adult with kids knows that. Mm-hmm. Because presents that they did not get show up under their tree every year. Mm-hmm. From Santa, presumably. And maybe, like, they reason it away as, like, oh, we just don't remember getting this, but we definitely got it. Right. But, like, how many years can go by of you thinking that without realizing that, like, no, we didn't buy those presents. Right. Santa, so every adult in the world knows Santa exists. Also, like, wouldn't they have grown up with Santa? Because I feel like the thing about Santa is it's always presumed that he's some type of immortal being, you know? Santa is certainly immortal, yes. So wouldn't they have also grown up with the same situation and, like, noticed that it had not ended, ever? It never stopped, necessarily. And, like, even when well, it did I, I stop is imagine... when they moved out and they don't have kids anymore. But then as soon as they have kids, 
it starts happening again. So when well, they realize I have to imagine this, that Santa ceases giving presents at a certain age. Right. But still. So it stopped until they had they it's it it they had it for a point. And then it stopped, and then they had kids and it started again. Mm-hmm. So even if they yeah. stopped believing in Santa and that's when they stopped receiving presents, when their kids start getting presents that they didn't buy, wouldn't that start to like add things up? Yeah. I mean it's gotta I mean it must be a generally accepted fact. I guess so. Of like existence in worlds like this that like Santa's just real. Because, like, the kids were concerned that he wasn't yeah. Santa, but they weren't questioning the existence of Santa. They were just questioning whether right. he was Santa or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying is, like, another one is, like, Polar Express, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, you know, you can't, you can only hear the bell as long as you believe in Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is that, like, people stop believing in Santa Claus, but real Santa Claus exists Like, in he's this right world. there. Like, he's there? He, of course, this main character still hears the bell when he's, like, eight years old. Because he went and saw Santa. Because he's seen Santa. He's but been like, to the North Pole. We also see Santa having shite loads of gifts mm-hmm. that he's delivering around the world, which means there's no excuse to not believe in Santa. Right. Which means that everyone in the universe should be able to hear that bell, because Santa's real in that case. I mean, like, if Tom Hanks can come and whisk you away on a train to the North Pole... Bring you back to the next day. Tom Hanks, yeah. Santa should exist. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you, you as an, I as an adult would have to believe in Santa at that point. Man, what is it about Tom Hanks and being in like every Christmas movie? It's either Tom Hanks or Tim Allen. They're in every single one. They're in a lot of them. They are. They're in so many. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So we postulate that. Um, this is a situation where um, Santa's immortal, right? Yeah, he's got to be. Now, alternate theory. Hate to hate to hate to throw it out there. Uh huh. Santa Claus, the Santa Claus, the Santa Claus. I knew there was this was going. Okay. Yes, is a Disney film, correct? Correct. Is this Santa Claus in the same universe? Do you think as the Santa Claus? It could be. Thus making him not immortal. The It's actually a com- magical contract that if you... That, that includes the stipulation of if you kill Santa, you become Santa. The only stipulation that I see with this so far, and this could mm. be like the first yeah. link to it necessarily. We haven't seen mm. any live action Disney films referenced in any sort of Disney Channel original movie. Uh-huh. We have seen other DCOMs referenced. Fair. We have seen animated also... movies referenced. We also learn in this film that elves are not small. Right. They're tall, but they they're are in size. the Santa Claus. They're children. Yeah. They're played by kids. Yeah. I mean, the alternate theory is... here. Here's a wild theory for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to blow your mind with this one. The two elves in this film mm-hmm. put out a plan, okay, for a factory North Pole mm-hmm. where no real elves ever interact with the presents. Oh, those are all fake elves in the Santa Claus. That that's my theory is that Ooh. they eventually that child the next labor, Santa, yeah. The net no. I mean that the next Santa takes them up on their offer. Mm-hmm. They create an army of robo elves. They are not living beings. Mm-hmm. They are robots. And then Androids, the current elves, perhaps. the the current elves, the the tall ones. Then blend make, into normal society. Yeah, perhaps. either blend into normal society or one of them like founds Amazon or something. Yeah, because they were talking about having yeah. a call center with like that's right all sorts of ordering and well, stuff. Well, that's what happened to all of them actually. That, yeah, that is what happened to all of them. That that's why we don't see any tall elves. Yeah, anymore, they work for Amazon call centers. Yeah, and that's why in the Santa Claus there are small elves mm-hmm. and they're in like a big factory mm-hmm. as opposed to what we see in this film. You know something I'm just now thinking about that's a little weird. What? Okay, so in the Santa Claus, okay. right? You kill Santa, yeah. you become Santa. Santa, oh, yes. Santa Claus. I, I don't think that's the exact. That's that's not where I'm. Yeah, that's not where I'm getting. It's at. effectively that, yes. I mean, yeah, uh, but that's that's not what I'm uh, getting at here. Yes. In, in the Santa Claus three, it's proven that you have to put on the coat after killing the current Santa in order to become Santa, uh, because Jack okay. Frost steals the coat from uh, Tom Hanks before Santa, he's going Tom to put Hank. it on. No, that's Tim. That's Allen. Tim Allen. Um, yeah, Jack Frost played by Martin Short, steals it from That's right. Tim Allen before he can put it on and creates a alternate timeline Back to the Future 2 style where, That's you know, right. Biff yeah. is in charge and the world goes to, goes to hell and it's great. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and capitalism reigns free in the North Pole. Um, yeah, but capitalism's already running free in North Pole. Well, yeah, we just now. don't know it. Yeah, but so the the thing that I'm the thing that I'm concerned about has to do with the Santa mm-hmm. Claus two, right? Where he has to get a Mrs. Where Claus? he has to get a Mrs. Claus. What happened to what the old to Mrs. Her? Claus? Did she also no. just vaporize as soon as as soon as the old Santa did, or did the elves no, have to that... like kick her out of the North Pole and like wipe her brain and be like you you don't know what you're talking about and I, like I move her back to. home? Without anyone knowing, I need to know that these answers. That's a good question. Of what happens to a Mrs. Claus yeah. when their Santa dies, and you know, I, I, I think the reality is that they're put down a chute and, you know, yeah, they just take her out back. Their, their pieces are reused <laughs> in the toys. Um, but what I would, what I would like to think, is that she's allowed to retire somewhere, and they had to say, they they retire to. Santa Cruz, uh-huh. or maybe like a Santa Cruz. They retire to the no, no get no, out of they, here. They, sorry, hold up. They they retire to the Christmas Islands. <laughs> Boo! What That's what I'd like to think happens: is they retire somewhere tropical and nice. Old Mrs. Claus. I want to see if anyone else has like thought of this. Maybe there's a Yahoo. What happens, what happens to the this? old one? Yeah. Good question. It's a strong question. What happens to the old Mrs. Claus? Like. Oh, there's a whole Reddit thread. Thank God. Oh, thank okay. goodness. Reddit got yeah. us. So in the movie The Santa Claus, the 1994, we see the demise of Santa and his subsequent replacement in Scott Calvin. Mm-hmm. A year later, That's Scott's right. transformation into Santa Claus is complete. In the next installment, Charlie, Scott's son, is in high school, so we figure about eight years have passed. In this film, we learn yep. that his requirement for Santa to be married or he cannot remain as Santa. My question mm-hmm. then is this. What happened to Mrs. Claus in the first film? Yeah. There's no mention of her okay. whatsoever. When Scott arrives at the North Pole, there is no grieving for the old Santa and no mention of his widow. The new Santa, Scott, simply moves in, no questions asked. My theory is this. When Santa fell off the roof, a ripple in space-time uh-huh. occurred, resetting everything at the North Pole. This means that Mrs. Claus simply blinked out of existence the moment her husband died. Note that when Santa fell off the roof, he disappeared, leaving behind his suit for the new Santa. Mm-hmm. Though Mrs. Claus may have lived in the North Pole for many years, it was as if she never existed and was remembered no more. The universe simply reabsorbed her energy and any evidence of her existence was wiped out in an instant. Of course, this means a bleak uh-huh. future for our current Mrs. Claus. I like this theory. You know, that's a good theory, I think. I think the only other real option with this information that we've now gained uh-huh. is that Santa Claus is a malicious spiritual entity. Oh, 100%, yeah. That um the the suit is cursed, and that um it it, it you know that's no longer Tim Allen once he puts on the suit, right? Mm-hmm. It what we see is the death throes of who he once was, mm-hmm. as he is um subsumed by the um incredible demonic power of the being we know as Santa Claus. Yeah, which is why the elves didn't you know have any question about it because it's happened before, right? There's a couple other theories here in the comments, too. I'd love to hear it. Uh, Theory number one, the previous Santa was not married and thus was not Santa long enough to have the Mrs. Claus come into effect. Neither were the previous Santa for quite a few decades, thus most of the elves had forgotten because most Santas died before it was ever a problem. Mm -hmm. A little grim, but sure. Um, That means that Santa Claus must have a really, like, high turnover. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's messed up. That's probably why they don't even, like, call... Um, Scott by his real name of like Scott Calvin, they just call him Santa because they don't have to learn his name. Yeah, yeah, they don't need don't need to get attached. First off, Santa's Santa's his title. Yeah, be impolite to refer to him not as his title. True, maybe Mister Calvin, but still, yeah, Mister 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 Claus, Mm -hmm. please. He becomes Santa Claus as soon as he puts on the coat. He's no longer Scott Calvin. Um, it also means that they don't have to have any emotional attachment to who he is when he inevitably is replaced. Um, another theory here, previous Santas were all mm-hmm. already married, so when they put on their coat, the wife automatically became Mrs. Claus, but the one from the Santa just before Scott Calvin died sometime before the first movie. Uh-huh. Um, someone else put, also remember how there's a lot of elves around Scott Calvin's house before Santa falls from the well, roof? Either previous Santa had believe... planned to die this night, or the elves had planned to have Santa <laughs> die this night. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which implies that they took her out. Which makes my theory my first Don't forget theory, about which... how since Scott Calvin has become the new Santa, children's satisfaction slash happiness grew about 80%, if I recall correctly. It oh, was a conspiracy no. theory to axe the old Santa Whoa. and replace him with someone new. Whoa. So, <laughs> the Santa that dies on that roof is not our Santa, though, right? No, not, I don't think so. Film. I don't think that's okay. this guy. Yeah, this guy seems like a good Santa. 
Oh, there's a whole other like article on this. I'm going into a deep yeah. dive as to what happens oh, to Mrs. Freeman, Claus. the car, the the sleigh in the Santa Claus movies. Yeah, it's not run by are reindeer. Are like a car. Yeah, are like a car, like the prototype in the, SUV in the new Santa yeah, yeah. utility vehicle that we see in this movie. Yeah, it all comes together. It Freeman. does. I I think that I think that you're right. This this is they are connected you in some it. way because they they it, they yeah. just kind of gotta be because a lot of the they things are be. pointing in the right direction. Yeah. Um. I do also All like signs how point the North to Pole yes. in this looks like generic Midwest town. I I think that just it, makes me happy. It does. It does. Also, it was guaranteed filmed yeah. in the same place that they filmed the rest of the movie. They just you know, obviously. I mean, yeah. Because they're not going to actually get it to snow in Cal- in uh, California. I'd like to see them try. I think that was a soundstage. Probably. It's got to be. Something I didn't mention. Um. During the mm-hmm. snow montage bit. They showed, like, kids playing in the snow and all that kind of stuff. But because this is in California, they don't have, like, regular snow play things. They only have, like, pool mm-hmm. floaties and boogie boards and that kind of stuff. And that's how they're flooding. And I just think that's a nice little detail, and I could appreciate that's that. That's a nice little detail, but they all have winter clothes. Yeah, which is not as normal. Which doesn't make any sense, because they state that the last record for the snowfall was, like, 0.01 inches. So why would they have, like, full clothing for snow? Mm-hmm. So they forgot that bit, but your bit's good. I'm just reading this wow. whole article from bandlibrary.com about what happens to uh-huh. Mrs. Claus, or at least their theory. Uh, what happens to Mrs. Claus yeah. in the Santa Claus yeah. to the Mrs. Claus? That's a really grim reality, huh? Yeah, I think do you so. Think, do you think that Santas are immortal until killed? Well, so what this one is saying is that I'm not sure if he's, like, killed, killed, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of um, like Obi Wan Kenobi style of like the body just disappears, right? Well, yeah, he re- he returns to the, the the spirit of Christmas, but he either returns to the spirit of Christmas or they just kind of like, oh, you messed up, and like they teleport him back to the North Pole, and he just like is stripped of his power and cast out. Well, and I guess that's my question for you because we never see him again. No, so it, but it seems strange that he should fall as that's occurring, right? Right. Which which leads me to believe that a that Santa Claus in the Santa Claus does in fact die, but he his physical his corporeal form does not remain right. He leaves no physical remains. Mm-hmm. So you know my question is, oh, do Santas live forever until they are killed? This is a this this or article brings Santas up good points. Die at the same like age as like a human normally would. This article brings up some very interesting points. Okay, I'm interested to hear them. So, it doesn't explain why the elves don't seem to care about their dead figurehead and his contractual okay. paramour. Even if the woman vanished yeah. the moment the dead Santa had left his realm, they should have had some grief or at least comments on like how the old Santa didn't do it like that. Every new supervisor has had this. Well, the old However, Santa was they just incredibly roll bad at his job. Right. But this leads us to their con- their somewhat conclusion here. What if the elves are really evil, preying on a mortal couple to entice children with gifts in exchange for their souls? Because <laughs> who came up with the Santa Claus contracts? We don't know. But That's with their familiarity, question. it seems the elves had a hand in making it, or at least its enforcement. Why do they need this? Why can't they just well, do I the would, gift I delivery presume, themselves? I would presume that the first Santa Claus mm-hmm. wrote the contract to ensure that there would always be a Santa. I guess, yeah. Though this does fit in my um, theory of Santa, Santa being a like malicious entity, malicious spiritual entity, mm-hmm. but not in this film. They're, they're saying that it's... the elves are maybe closer to Irish folklore creatures, the Sidhe, mm-hmm. S-I-D-H-E. Oh, I'm the she. She, sure. She. Yeah. Uh, fairy folk who played on children and travelers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess. These elves are just tall. They're, these elves are closer to, like, those elves. Yeah. they're not small or anything. So. Right. I'm done with this. I'm done talking about <laughs> this. I can't talk about this anymore. Oh, this is great. I absolutely, I absolutely can't no, you're done. talk about this anymore. I'm done. I'm out on this one. All right. Well, I, if I you're can't talk about first, the mortality of Santas anymore. If you're going to quit first on all this speculation about the Santa Claus and its illegal I You know, I, I was enjoying it, and then and then I hit my limit, all and right. that was my limit. Well, I you think, know what? Of That's... The, um, of them not being elf elves, like tiny Santa Claus elves, that they're actually the she. I, I got to stop. I that, guess that's, that's fair. That's, that's my limit. Okay? I guess that's fair. 
So then um, out of 10, um, out of weird bunny themed, um, weather machines. No, it, it looked like a snowman. It looked like everyone put its ears out. Yeah, it had like little wing ears, but like the little face looked like a snowman. The face looked like a snowman. I'll give you that, but it didn't have like a long nose. I don't think. Well, no, but it had like the little like, but it had cool like, eyes it had and like, like a weird little smile. It had like weird flappy ears. I thought it was a bird before the flappy ears came out. Out of ten room earthquakes, room earthquakes, room okay. earthquakes. How many? How many room earthquakes do you give this movie? Like four. Four. Like four. Like four. It's it's entire. Uh, we we've talked about this film mm-hmm. by now. Everything there is to be said about it, which is not a lot based upon our tangent on uh, the Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. The acting is subpar from everyone except for Santa. Mm-hmm. The story needs a lot of work. Yeah. But I fixed it. Disney, hire me to fix your stories <laughs> for these movies. Because I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Because I have a, time I have a brain in, I have a brain in my head and an understanding of like storytelling. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean like it's an inoffensive film. Uh, other than the stuff that we mentioned. Yeah. Um, other than the fact that, you know, it is that 2000s and, you know, continuing on to today, like racism aspect as well. Mm -hmm. Other than like that, if you just put it on as like a background film, like during the holiday season, Mm -hmm. you're not going to notice it uh, among all the other ones. It's going to just seem pretty, pretty, pretty bog standard. So four, it's not like. It's below average mm-hmm. for these films, but it's not like abysmal. Mm-hmm. I've been given a lot of fours recently, and these movies have been fours. I don't yeah. know what else to I say about t- it. Yeah, you're right. How about you, Freeman? I give it a three. Um, because even though this is a Christmas movie that you can put on the background, you're not going to notice, like you said, it's not a good Christmas movie. Because here's the thing. I My mm-hmm. mother loves the hallmark christmas movies my my mother my mother loves hallmark christmas movies uh and that's how i got these scars but the point is my mom likes those movies a lot films my mom loves those movies mom if you're watching this or if you're listening to this i'm sorry those movies they stink they're they're not I'm, i'm looking i'm looking at so you sent me a picture yeah with all of these, um, yeah, that's eight different movies, and they all look the movies. exact same. They do all look the same. The thing is, I would rather watch one of those movies because at all, least with all those these, movies, I personally can have so much fun making fun of it. All these men look the same. Yes, correct. The women look slightly different, but, but it's not only by much. based on hair color. Yes, the, if you sort them by hair color, this, they're the same person. Yeah, this is this is eerie. Uh huh. Looking at this, I, th- there's and a bigger all like, one too that I found. But it's just there. Yeah, there. The one that looks the most different is the one on the bottom right. Mm-hmm. But even then, he's not wearing green. Even no, he is. Yeah. He okay. He's not wearing it's like a darker a green, like, green, but like it's the it's the it's like a yeah. darker blackish brownish green. The, but it's uh, close the guy to the, on the um uh, second from the left on the bottom. So. Second, second guy from second from the right on the bottom the uh-huh. guy with like the fleece. I have that fleece. Oh, I'm sure you do. It's a very nice fleece. Yeah. Oh, I hate this new one that you gave. Yeah, me. Yeah, it's even more. Um, <laughs> uh, these look very different. Some of these. Some, but most of them are still just the same formula. They're, of they're guy I mean, wearing look, green, all the men, girl wearing red, Christmas tree in background, lights of some kind, yeah. white font where Christmas the is in cursive, but then the other thing is not. The only one that's different is a heavenly Christmas. Yes. Which is concerning in other ways. Well, because that one's putting the Christ back in Christmas. Yeah. So. Also, um, grown something Christmas, I think is what it is, mm-hmm. is only the woman. Yeah. Which makes it unique mm-hmm. in that way. But all these men are the same man. Yes. You can't convince me otherwise. They're all the same. No, man. you're right. Ooh, I found an even better one for you. Here you go. These aren't getting posted on Twitter, by the way. No. Just, they're, just Google. They're just, they're just for us. Just Google Hallmark Christmas movies oh, all the no. same. You'll see what we're talking about. They all oh, look the wow. exact same. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Xmas looks different. 
Uh, it's just, um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you finish your reason for the rating, Freeman, and then yeah. take us out. I'm, I'm done now. I'm looking at this. I'm done <laughs> for the day. My point is, I would rather watch the crappy Hallmark Christmas movies because I know exactly what's going to happen and I can make fun of it. And it's a good time to watch those because I can make so much fun of those movies. But then you have good Christmas movies like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which I love. And you have mm-hmm. The Grinch and you have Muppet Christmas Carol, which even though it's the Christmas Carol, it's Christmas Carol with Muppets. So it's better. And yeah. I'd much rather watch those movies. And the thing is, if those are playing in the background, I might stop what I'm doing and watch those movies. I'm not going to do that with this one. So I just and I'm not the biggest fan of Christmas movies in the first place because I'd rather just no. watch a movie that's not Christmas related because it's not important. But I don't know. I would rather watch any of those movies compared to this one. So that lowers it as a Christmas movie, which lowers it as a movie overall for me. So three out of ten. And that'll leave us with an average of three and a half out of ten, which I'd say is pretty fair, pretty accurate. I think that's I think that's where yeah. we're where we're ending this. Um, All right. Thank you guys for listening very much. Um, if you liked it, be sure to leave us a rating, leave us any kind of feedback that you can. Um, mm-hmm. If you think that we're good enough for a five star rating, whatever you want to give us, we'd love to hear from it. Uh, if you can rate us five stars, that definitely helps us out. It helps uh, any sort of podcast platforms let other listeners like you know that our podcast is cool and it'll help push it out to them to get it, more people listening to us. Um, we had some special music for our intro. Uh, that is courtesy of Aaron Kenny on YouTube. I'll have it linked in the description as well. Uh, that's if Christmas not, Village. Our- if not, it's just yeah, our generic... If- Cinematic Sting by Twin Musicom. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, you can contact us at UnoriginalsCast on Twitter. Yeah. Or you can email us at Unoriginals98 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys with anything you have to say. And this is my first full episode using my new microphone. It's very nice. So go ahead and let me know what you think. Thank you in the recording because I'm still playing around with some of the settings mm-hmm. and information on it. So next episode is going to be Xenon the Xenon sequel. The sequel. Not excited. Um, it's going to have pretty similar microphone stuff. Mm-hmm. If, if there's anything microphone stuff on this episode, because we're recording them back to back. But after that point, I can start um, tweaking things. If anyone here thinks that it needs to be tweaked. And so if you think so, let me know. Send me, send us an email and I can work on that as well. You can send it with this episode. Mm-hmm. It just won't be fixed for the next one. Other than that, I think we're good. Yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.